When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Kind of Funny's Rocky Slash Creed in review. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes, and I'm joined by the one and only Sancho West. What's going on, Tim? I really, man, I'm excited to talk to you about this movie, and we kind of talked about it in the, I guess, in the proverbial green room, so to speak. It feels like it's the end of, like, a little bit of, like, a pause in this journey that we have for Rocky and Creed, my friend. You know, it's it's honestly, it's been it's been nice. Like it's it's really we do in review all the time, right? You guys yes. know this. You watch, you listen. We rank, review, and recap so many different movie franchises out there. Uh, of course, if you want them, youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. If you want it as a podcast, search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny in review, and we'll be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad free and watch live as we record it, patreon.com slash kind of funny is where you want to go. Uh, mm-hmm. today we're brought to you by ExpressVPN and Chime. I'll get to that later because I want to talk about our patreon producers molecule and fargo brady but with all of that out of the way getting back to it i want to say we've reviewed hundreds of movies here that kind of funny we reviewed i mean probably like 50 franchises i think so something like that like and I honestly, dude, I probably listened to all of them i swear like (laughs) i wanted i wanted to find the way to say this because like as a fan and as a avid listener, I love in review. One of the things that I love about it the most, and I'm sure anyone can speak to it, is that it recaptured my love for movies to, you know, when I was in college, I love watching a movie and then I love talking with my buds and it definitely filled the void of that, and especially during the pandemic. So that, that's why it was like really cool for you to ask me to be a part of in review and will be part of in review for Rocky and being on this side, I've been having lots of fun, you know, going in the comments, mucking it up with people talking about uh, my love for Rocky and meeting a lot of kind of funny best friends. But I think what's been really fascinating is that a lot of people have been enjoying this journey of Rocky Balboa. And I'm interested to see what the people think about this movie as well. Absolutely. I mean, dude, thank you so much for joining us for this. It's been a pleasure having you here. And it's just cool that like, again, what you're saying is so true, like watching these movies and watching them for the first time in a lot of cases, especially for me with this franchise, yeah. uh, watching movies that I haven't seen since I was little, again, with adult eyes, or sometimes watching movies and rewatching them, like things like the MCU, mm-hmm. with a slightly different context of what just even a couple years can do. And I am so surprised how often my takes change on yes. movies, right? And I think that that's, it's something that we don't appreciate a, a lot, is you're kind of your your taste and your understanding and your appreciation for different elements um or your kind of more critical eye against certain things that we're lucky that we get this opportunity to sit here for a couple hours a week and watch movies with that in mind and then talk to each other about it i think it's it's really cool and i i agree with you that that sentiment like i did not know walking into rocky and review i thought immediately rocky one is going to be number one but, you know, after seeing everything and especially watching things back to back, it's totally changed the way I look at Rocky one. I mean, 
just because something is not number one, that doesn't mean it's bad. <laughs> like, like that's the hard thing to swallow for sometimes when you're ranking things. And you know, it yes, it does suck being fifth place, but being fifth place in the Rocky franchise isn't a bad thing. Just like so much in the MCU, when I when I'm a fan and I'm listening, I'm like, how can they rank this so low? I love this movie. That was my multiverse of madness take. But <laughs> like, like, like that's the thing. It's just so fascinating. At the end of the day, it's really cool to have. Um, this platform to talk about movies for the first time, considering it's, it's always a passion of mine to wanting to do. And it's at the same time, it's really cool to uh, have this community to speak to, which is they, 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 we love you guys, you know, just honestly, eh, yo, you, anyone that walks by that comes through the door and, and I love all the, the fun and the banter and, and, and Hey, maybe I'm feeling this way dude, because I feel this everlasting love washed over me after watching Rocky Bobo. Like I really feel this, this romantic vibes after watching Rocky Dude, Honestly, it's weird. I mean, here we are waxing poetic about being right. able to do this. And I, I just think that it's it's funny because like there is such a, a love for, for cinema that is mm -hmm. like pervasive throughout these Rocky movies. And I didn't know going into this that Stallone cares this much. Like to be able to do all of these films that have so much in, in common with, you, with each other, but also mm -hmm. take some wild swings and they don't always work. And I having reviewed as many franchises on in review as i have mm -hmm. and some of them are consistently bad some of them are consistently great some of them are you know a little mixed bag whatever i don't think we've ever done one quite like rocky so far where i'm like wow like i there is something to love about all these movies and i think the thing i love most about them is the franchise overall like i think that i love rocky as a franchise more than i actually love any particular movie like i think that there's there's moments here there's characters there but it really is the journey that got us here that like looking back i'm like i appreciate the the hell out of what these movies accomplished and what stallone did like him writing and directing as many of these as he did over the course like getting into the facts here rocky balboa released on december 20th 2020 sorry december 20th uh, 2006 2006 uh is what i have here um i wrote dot two six which like threw me the <laughs> hell off there uh but in 2006 which is 16 years after Dude. rocky five right yeah wow and Dude, it, i was gonna say um when i first watched this movie i was in college and i remember i was dating my wife my girlfriend at the time and i was just floored to the thought that at this point in Stallone's career, he was reseeking, reglorifying these old characters. He did it with Stallone, with uh, Rocky Balboa and Rambo. But when the movie, being in that movie theater and the title scroll, duh, 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 and it has like, bah, 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 and you're like, I am literally about to watch Rocky movie in the movie theater. It's, it was kind of like the same vibe of seeing Force Awakens. Like when the, the thing was like, dude, this is it. I'm watching a Star Wars. Granted, I saw Phantom Menace when I was a kid. But that, it doesn't ring the same way as being an adult about to walk into such a revered franchise for the first time. And it's like, you're about to see the next installment in the movie theater. So the, immediately I got all <laughs> that, that kind of sentiment when I was watching this movie this time around. And, and dude, it's it's wild, right? 2006, that is so many years after 1976, <laughs> the first movie. And, and joining us right now, he was uh, a little late having some computer problems, but we have the Natural Rifle, Andy Cortez. What's up, gamers? What's up, Andy? And he's, he's going to be voice only for this one, so you have to look at these faces for, for the whole thing. He's but... here. Look, he's right here. I'm there, there in spirit. I'm there right in spirit. Right he's right here with the Nitro Rifle shirt. 
There he is. And Nick is on vacation, so he's not joining us. But unfortunately, he has sent me his thoughts to read, and he also sent me the plot to read. So we have six pages of something that we're going to go into. Uh, but Andy, you just kind of missed a little bit of us just kind of uh, reflecting on this journey kind of coming to an end and, and how we're both saying that like this feels different for an interview. Like there's something about it that this franchise is just special. And it's like not that it's better than not that it's anything. It's just like there's something kind of magical about it. And I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, I think we take for granted even movies in general and franchises and what in review is is us looking at franchises for the most part sometimes directors um works and their collection of work but this is a weird example of where it's kind of both where it's stallone directing all of these but also being in them and a franchise that has essentially existed as long as blockbusters have right like we are still kind of in this early phase where We've covered so many franchises over uh, the last couple of years on the show, but like there are so few that date back this far and that are still continuing to this day successfully, especially in the case of Creed. But I don't know. I just think it's kind of cool that 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 we're here talking about this movie now. Yeah, I I had a blast of this movie. I did not expect to feel the way the movie made me feel. And I think that is just sort of a testament to how good these movies have been. Um, this movie made me feel stuff that really none of the other movies have really made me feel. And and I think a lot of it is because of sort of this storied franchise and history. And yeah, by the end of it, I was like, oh, man, I'm really emotional right now. And a lot of it is looking back and just seeing sort of the end of it happen there and it doesn't matter what the outcome of the fight is. All those emotions were there. And it it kind of felt like I got the ending that I had been looking for in a lot of the other movies. And yeah. a lot of that is just more modern filmmaking uh, sort of coming into play. But it, I think <laughs> it worked out perfectly. And, you know, this movie isn't without its problems. I think there's like some dumb moments in here and there. But like by the end of it, I was like, God damn, I was not expecting to feel this way right now. Like tears were kind of like my voice was cracking up at the end of it. It was, it was very, very emotional. And I think, uh, yeah, I, I was not expecting to feel that way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just getting through the rigmarole real quick. There's not much left, but uh, directed and written once again by Sylvester Stallone. Music by Bill Conti, the GOAT, same guy from Karate Kid and the majority of the, the Rocky movies. Except Rocky uh, Five. <clears throat> except Rocky Five. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Except Rocky Four. No, I'm saying it's not the goat for Rocky oh, Five. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, no, no way. No, I love dude, it. Dude. I love it. Uh, budget of 24 million, which again, in context, the last movie that was uh, 16 years before this, 42 million. So a substantial, holy less uh, amount going into this. Um, Rocky Five made 120 mil. This made 155 mil. So, nice. They did it pretty cool, you know, especially for for where this movie falls, which is like a, a really weird place that I'm sure we'll get into more later. But like think about 2006, like it's an odd time for movies and, and blockbusters in particular where, you know, this is it's pre MCU era, right? It's mm -hmm. Iron Man's not to 2008. Transformers was until 2007. Like this this movie kind of exists in this interesting void of franchise filmmaking um, and what it was trying to accomplish where in a lot of ways, this movie feels more like if it came out today, it'd be on Peacock, right? 
and it'd just be like it's less of a movie and more of a retrospective of a franchise in a lot of ways and it would totally work but i love that this was released the way that it was in theaters and that sancho got to see it as an adult uh and and understand the legacy of this franchise but pretty cool pretty cool uh, andy you you gave all your thoughts do you have do you have any more to say jumping off that uh, I mean, I'm sure we'll we'll hit those certain moments that we're going to either laugh at or make fun of or <laughs> uh, sort of applaud. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, there's not a whole lot else for me to say other than that. I I wasn't expect I, I think like. At the end of the first at the end of the uh, Karate Kid movie, that mm-hmm. movie hit and that moment hit and that final fight scene hit. And I was like, God damn, dude, what a movie. And I don't know if I'd ever felt that way about really any of these Rocky movies. So to kind of feel this way by the end of it, and I think it's just a lot of enhancements in filmmaking with how they sort of frame the boxing match. And Mm -hmm. I think it's just done a lot in a a more modern way that makes a lot more sense and I think builds tension more. Having the commentators that you know and you've heard before commentating boxing matches and uh yeah i just think they i think they just kind of nailed it um and i was pretty surprised by that because uh, going through a lot of the rest of it i'm like oh man they they're trying to grasp for a lot of these little nostalgia hits that just aren't quite working out for me all the time and they're they're reaching for a lot of these moments and then we get like the clip of mickey yelling in his corner like it flashback like oh man they're fucking doing it and they nailed it yeah, man, like I, I uh, jumping off of that, like I totally agree with you. They it's so funny how much they made reference to anything they could, right? Like this is mm-hmm. nostalgia, the movie. If there was something, they're going to reference it to the point that we see this girl and she see, he seems to kind of know her or whatever. And I'm like, is this going to be that fucking girl that he walked home in movie one? Oh, yeah, it is. They're committing. And to me, that was kind of the moment where I was like, you know what? I'm going from making fun of how much this is just self-referential nothing to like they're committing so hard that they're actually saying something with it. Like it's like it's it's just such love for itself in this weird way. But like uh, before you joined us, Andy, I was saying that like I'm right there with you that none of these movies have hit me in a way that like Karate Kid does where it's like, oh, man, this is it. But I think this franchise overall has. Like, mm-hmm. I think that there's, mm-hmm. it's it's the journey and it's it's all of it together where no one movie is that great in my mind. But overall, this is one of the greatest franchises we've ever had. Like, I think that it's very, very special. And it, this movie in particular reminds me a lot of Metal Gear Solid 4, where um, it is one of my favorite parts of the Metal Gear legacy because of how it treated its own legacy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, how hard they committed to that. And there are so many moments in this that just straight up remind me of the end of that game and like the the liquid versus solid punching fight right as it goes through the different eras of the games like it felt like we had that here and like it just came together in a way that i didn't expect and i feel like the longer this movie went on the more i liked it and the less i didn't like the things that i started off not liking absolutely that's a, a really rare thing for a movie to do and again like andy keeps saying is this movie perfect? No. Is it even good? I'm not quite sure, but it works. <laughs> and I think the fact that it works is the most impressive thing. Sancho, what do you think? Man, um, I love this movie. And 
after watching it yesterday, I love it even more. And what's so fascinating about Rocky as a character and why so many people worldwide love this character is because he stands for something and he has a message. And every movie has a message behind it. And this one hits the hardest because not only is dealing with himself in terms of getting old and age, but it's also dealing with him as being a father in a much better, different way than Rocky five wanted. This is what Rocky five wanted to be. If someone had like Rocky five was, this was like a cake that they took out of the oven way too early. And it was like, bro, this, I see the ingredients, but this thing looks nasty. You need to put it back into the oven 16 years later, back into the oven. And it produced this movie is what Rocky Balboa is. I love everything about it the cinematography is amazing it feels like a modern noir with the harsh lighting i mean jj abrams screw you and your lens flare type vibe bright lights in your eyes but i absolutely love the the like the captured philadelphia it captured everything that rocky one was the heart of it and frankly i really do believe that stallone should have gotten an academy award for this performance considering like he's been sitting with this character for so many years for decades considering that Whatever that was in Rocky Five, he was able to find his the center, to find the real, true belief, the light, as Forrest Whitaker said in his Oscar acceptance speech, the light inside of us and inside of that Rocky Balboa character, and communicated to us what he wanted to communicate to the audience, and he nails it. I mean, the entire thing. I I would say about this movie is I love everything that's out of the ring more than in the ring. Granted, what was in the ring was really cool that they presented it with an HBO way with the graphics and overlays and the commentary, like Andy said. I really like that aspect. And the way too. it's shot, too. Like the it's... way it's shot, dude. It feels like a – I literally totally. – when I, when when, I was going to say this when we got to the point, but it feels like to me that Stallone said there is nothing as more dramatic as sports in itself, so let's shoot this boxing fight mm. like a sports event because sports are inherently – there's a lot of stakes and there's a lot of drama. Granted, how we got to those six, how we got to that drama based on an ESPN segment, I don't know how we got there, but we did. So, like, there's a lot of gives you're going to have to give to to submit yourself to this movie, to surrender to this movie. And, you know, surrender is always considered a, a, a it's like a weak word. But, you know, if you surrendered yourself into this Rocky Balboa world in this franchise, you after accepting that he's defeated Cold War – after accepting that he defined an orbital eye issue and come overcome CTE and just accept that he just gets this fight. Like he is such a big enough name that he got that fight. But once you get all past all that, what you're saying, like by the end of that movie, when he gets hit and he goes down to one knee and then his monologue starts talking to himself, it's not a how hard you get hit. It's about how hard you, you get hit and keep moving forward. And he looks at his son. He's like, it's what you told what you told the son, my son. And the, the dong hits and it goes oh. to black for a second. And he just stands up and he has that, that little flare of trumpets. Like, dude, like that right then and there. Cements is it, it, one of the best like ending of a franchise. There is weird, it is rare air to have a movie trilogy go beyond the trilogy and go into this stratosphere that we are. There's not a lot of movies that did it. That's what makes MCU so Oh, so unique in itself, but for this to be the cap size of the, the, the capsule, the, the cap to that all the book in to the rocky part of it, I love it the most. And the what the reason why I like it the most is because <laughs> I feel like it covers everything about Rocky. And the one scene I think that when I was watching it uh last night and I was holding my son when I was watching it, uh, because he's not feeling well. So I was watching it, and it's a scene between him and Polly in the meat locker, and he's just like 
he just has this meltdown and, it, and it's really real and it feels like you're watching your dad cry so when i was watching that scene i was like yeah this one's different like this movie is so different and you could tell that stallone wrote it from the heart and you could tell that he wanted to write the wrong that apollo uh, that uh, rocky five was and i'm so glad that we got this movie because if he stopped at rocky five i would it would have not been as as revered as it is today at rocky balboa um dude i love it that you bring up the the him getting hit down in the flash of black and all that stuff like you know i'm a sucker for the obi-wan moment i'm a sucker for the mentor kind of like giving him the advice and all that i don't think i've ever seen somebody be their own obi-wan and this <laughs> was all, like they did it and they pulled it off and it was awesome um i have unfortunately nick's thoughts to read on oh. what he thought of this movie um <laughs> okay here we go it's not that I hate Andy's new shoes or even dislike them. Okay. Actually, it's quite the contrary. I think they're very nice looking if you want to teach Zoom workout lessons to senior citizens. This movie's fine. It definitely didn't need to be made, and it smacks of the low-budget quality that Sylvester Stallone would become known for in his later years. But there are a few interesting ideas being examined in it. I like that Rocky is old and having a hard time coming to grips with his mortality. I'm a big sucker for that scene where Rocky recreates his first date with Adrian to honor her, and I like that they attempted to make Dixon a real character. I think it's a fun angle that they set Rocky up to show the current champ what it means to have heart, but I wish he had more than one scene with Rocky and Dixon. Heck, I wish we actually got to know Dixon way more because it would have been it would have given more weight to the final fight. Ultimately, this movie is about as interesting as that simulated fight. That is to say, it's a fun concept for 30 seconds. So there we go. It's we go. so we, I think if he was here and he heard our love, maybe he'd change, right? Maybe the our power of love wash over. He would have flip-flop, yeah. He would have flip-flop, but I think it's more of that he watched it right after five. You know what I mean? He watched. Oh, right he actually did watch them. Yeah, back yeah. To back. yeah, he yeah, watched yeah. them right back to back, and they're very similar in the way they want. Like, like I mentioned, like in the five was it had a great. You, you, you guys liked five, and I didn't like it because it was executed poorly. But six, I think, was executed. Well, I don't know perfect. if I like five. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we liked five. Hey, I just didn't hate it. Saying it's not Catwoman bad, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you, hey, you know. I'm just saying, I think Nick was like uh, uh, up against it. You know, it was like burning the midnight oil in that. Yeah. But I don't know. I wish he was here. I, I think that I think those parts in the movie in terms of like, you know, how would LeBron James play back then? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like those yeah, stupid, do, stupid sports debates with Skip Bayless actually popping uh, up was hilarious. Everybody um, always has to bring up Oscar Robbins, Bill yeah, Russell. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, yeah those yeah, guys yeah. are playing against freaking plumbers. Who cares? <laughs> uh, but the like very, very stupid concept for this virtual fight to happen. And it's fine if it's one thing, but then but then it becomes like a thing they keep on referencing like, wow we're really making this a thing huh like yeah i it, it couldn't just be a debate if we had to see this stupid virtual thing it's really really silly and stupid and overall becomes the reason why we get to where we are in the movie but mm -hmm. it's it's stupid as hell like i i couldn't help but think like man this is really going to be the driving force it, it can't just be discussions and talks about legacy it has to be the stupid virtual fight and like i don't know it's just i thought that shit was like so stupid and silly 2006 baby <laughs> yeah uh, we're about to get to the plot but before we do that let me tell you about our sponsors 
This episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like checking in your baggage at the airport without a lock. You don't know who's looking through all your stuff, finding all of your Nintendo Switches, your PlayStation Vitas, or all the other things that you're hiding in there. When you go online without a VPN, internet service providers, ISPs, can see every single website you visit. They can legally sell this information without your consent. Nobody wants that. That sounds like a bad time for everybody. You can browse more anonymous it's easy to use and it works on all devices. I love ExpressVPN. It is super simple to use. I feel safe across all of my devices, knowing that whether I'm on my desktop or my mobile phone, people aren't getting in there. I'm safe on the internet and what I look at, what I browse, that's mine. That's for me to know. Secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash kind of funny today. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash kind of funny. And you can get an extra three months free. Expressvpn.com slash kind of funny next up shout out to chime like a cool breeze chime is a refreshing way to handle your money there's no monthly fees no maintenance fees and no minimum balance fees so it's how banking should be done and when you need access to your money you can do so fee free at more than 60,000 in network atms at many locations like most walgreens or 7-elevens you can also send money to anyone even if they aren't on chime fee free for you and no cash out fees for them chime no monthly fees no vibe killing fees sign up for a chime checking account it only takes two minutes and it doesn't affect your credit score you can get started at chime.com slash kf games that's chime.com slash kf games chime is a financial technology company not a bank banking services provided by a debit card issued by the Bancorp bank or stride bank na members fdic out of network atm withdrawal fees apply except at money pass atm in a 7-eleven location and at all owl point or visa plus alliance ATM. Other fees such as third-party and cash deposit fees may apply. Chime.com slash KF Games. Andy Cortez. Hit it. Here's the plot from Tim Gatties. Here's the plot. Nick is gone. Thank fucking God. Here's the plot. Give this man a raise, bro. That Give was incredible, Andy. I was I was so pissed off, Sancho. I was recording it, and my computer blue screens in the middle of it, oh, and I have to like put all the man. files together again. Oh, I was a pain in the ass. It was worth it, dude. It was worth oh. it, brother. Oh man, you want to hear it one more time? Here you go. Do it again. Here's the plot <laughs> from Tim Gatties. Here's the plot. <laughs> Nick is gone. Thank fucking God, here's the plot. I was going to be a lot meaner than Nick, but I decided to stay <laughs> It ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Let's Whoa. go. Tim, it's been a long time since I left you without a dope beat to step to. That's a Romeo Must Die reference. It is. Okay, oh, great. Romeo, dude, Jet Li in review. What a great concept. You get, you got a couple of movies. Got Aaliyah, you got DMX. Maybe we do DMX in review. Maybe a rapper in review. You pick all. Dude, you got to do Above the Rim, Tupac. There's so many great rapper movies out there. Poetic Justice. Tupac I love the idea of a DMX in review. That's just, we that could play Blood in the Sand. Oh, <laughs> Blood in the Sand. Underrated 50 Cent video game. I love it. Welcome to a movie that should probably never have been made, but I'm glad it was. 
Usually, okay. these movies start with the final moments of the fight from the last movie, but since the fight was so utterly stupid in Rocky V, they just used the first five minutes to introduce <laughs> us to the antagonist of the movie, Mason the Line Dixon, which is just another fantastic name. Another great one of name. These fighters. Like, good, great good name. for y'all. Great name. Now, granted, he's a real boxer, Antonio Tarver. And Antonio Tarver was actually a beast, but he was in an era of boxing that didn't really have like a magnetizing star, like a Floyd Mayweather or an Ali or Mike Tyson. He was, he, I, he was like um, right after Lennox Lewis and those, those kind of Rick, Bo, like Rick Bow. He was in the Bernard Hopkins. Actually, Bernard Hopkins beat him once. But Antonio Tarver, he was a good guy. Like he was tall, had a great jab. But the thing about Antonio Tarver that I wish that they did more of was just show him beating Roy Jones Jr. He beat actually Roy Jones Jr. a couple of times in his career. Roy Jones Jr., Andy would tell you, is one of the best boxers of all time. But it was if pound for pound, they call him pound for pound, best boxer of all time. But it was so interesting to see him use Antonio Tarver. My only thing about Antonio Tarver is I know Nick said that they wish he had more Antonio Tarver. I think he just is not a great actor, so that's why they just hit mm. him. They hit him very well. And they used him in the way that he could act like when he was intimidated or he was trying to be intimidating. And I think like they, I think they realized like, yeah, maybe this guy can act. So let's just lose him less. And I didn't mind him at the end of the day. Yeah. I think it, Nick wanting, I think you're right. I think Nick wanting more of him may have been a disservice because he may not have been able to pull mm -hmm. that sort of level of quality of emotion where, we got what we needed from him, but if they try to dive deeper into his character and deal with and kind of we see more of his side of things and him dealing with his agents. And if, if we dive deeper into that realm, I think we get more of him and thus a lesser product. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Mason isn't a bad dude. Yeah, he ha he's actually a really good fighter and he has a magnificent singing voice, but nobody out there has the passion <laughs> or the heart to give him a real challenge. I don't, I don't know. Did he what sing? No, talking about? I don't know. I don't know. I remember this is Nick Scarpino we're talking about here. We get treated to take He's me probably back. probably referencing something that he saw <laughs> like prior, like before the movie started on, on a TV commercial. And he thinks we were there. Like he just references things. He thinks everybody's always in the room with him. Yeah, 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 so yeah. True, I hate man. him. <laughs> um, so. We get treated to Take Me Back by Frank Stallone as we once again revisit the streets of Philadelphia. It's great. It was a nice little moment. Uh, mm -hmm. Rocky wakes up to a picture of Adrian by his bedside table. Immediately, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. It's going to be one of those. But I think yep. they, they dealt with it well. It, it being an, This is probably one of the better off-screen deaths I've seen where they, like, we didn't see it. We didn't really need too much of it. But, like, they, they, they dealt with her loss as opposed to her death, if right. that makes sense. It felt like... I wrote a note for myself. I was like, this feels like up, but for Rocky people. Like this mm. first 10 minutes is a very, it's executed very well. And I felt like I was watching up for Rocky and it was, it uses Rocky's love score really well with the Adrian's theme. And the reason from what I read in an interview, the reason why they, they had her death off screen was because the character of Adrian was being one noted the whole time where she would always say, don't do this, Rocky, don't do this. And they felt that she would have been the same thing if she was still alive. So I, I like the idea of Stallone literally losing, starting from a, a point of nothing. Like he can't even do, can't even do pull-ups anymore when he walks out there and he's like, he's a little bit struggling. He's a little bit, uh, uh, you know, he's achy, he can barely walk. And I like what they did with this character. And I like his outfit. Like he looks great. Like, I feel like it's, 
it like, Rocky Five when he was wearing what was wearing a Rocky One, it felt like a it felt like a computer mod, you know, it felt like a PC mod where he just put <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can wear Nathan Drake's first outfit. Yeah. Nathan, <laughs> try so the floor. Exactly, exactly. Uh, he still has his turtles, which is awesome. Which again, a fun fact from a couple weeks ago, to this day, still has the turtles, uh, which is so fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, he feeds the pet turtles Cuff and Link, and then does some pull-ups or sups, as Andy used to call them back before Tim canceled KFAF. Andy, did we ever end up winning that streamy? No, no, we never won the streamy, Nick. Then he heads to Adrian's grave <laughs> to visit him. her. <laughs> right? Like, I do, it bothers I said yes, me. That he's I said not yesterday here. on the stream, I don't miss him. I do not <laughs> miss him one bit. Uh, he heads to Adrian's grave to visit her for a little while, and I immediately start crying. Uh, Polly's there too. Rocky asks him if he's coming back tonight for the anniversary, and Polly agrees, although they both wonder if Robert will join. Robert, it turns out, has been replaced by the kid from Heroes, who somehow looks more like Sylvester Stallone than Sage Stallone, his actual son. Uh, one thing I want to say here is uh, I liked that he had the chair and then he put it in the tree. Mm-hmm. Like it was just a uh, one quick little shot, but it just kind of tells you such a story that like, oh, th- this is a normal thing for him. Like he's always here. Like this, he this is his spot. He has this whole little ritual. I thought that was really nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rocky wants to reconnect with his son, but Robert is tired of living in the shadow of his father's legacy. Robert says, or yeah, Robert, you cast a pretty big shadow around here. Robert agrees to change his plans and join Rocky for the anniversary. Rocky spends the rest of the day shopping for food for his restaurant, which is called Adrian's. Such a uh, good, it's so good, dude. Like, and then I feel like all this scene was improv. Like, I felt like him walking around asking for stuff was improv. And you, I don't know if anyone noticed at the very beginning, I was Disney bounding, Rocky bounding. That's why I had these glasses, the same kind of glasses that Stallone was wearing out there, uh, the same kind of hat. But uh, the whole the whole thing about it is, this is what I loved about it. I was like, this is Rocky. This entire ten minutes <laughs> is Rocky's character, him being a, a a part of the community, him being revered, everyone going, "Yo, Rock, Yo, Rocco, Hey, Rocky!" Like all those kinds of things. And he's like cool with it. He's like. Yeah, I'll sign a signature. Yeah, I'll give a photo. Like he he doesn't care. And I and that's what I love about the character of Rocky that he's so loved in the city of city of Philadelphia. That's why it felt so weird when they put him in Los Angeles in Rocky Three. Like I don't like that's not Rocky to me. This it it almost felt like insanely biographical. Um, to see him back it, shopping in the food markets and talk and be like it almost felt like people taking photos in the background were real people. Yeah. Mm-hmm taking photos of Sylvester Stallone like it just kind of made sense and I think just the return to this state like I think the other movies were quick to show that returning to this state means failure and not Mm -hmm. not like the state of of um Pennsylvania but just like this whole area this is you you failed you're back here and here it just doesn't feel that way at all like he he owns a restaurant he's running a thing he's not like down on his luck in like in a shitty house super poor like they did when he immediately lost his money um (laughs) it just this just feels a lot more natural this feels like what happens in a lot of actual towns when there's a hometown hero who then owns a car dealership uh like daniel larusso or some shit and he and he'd be and he becomes super popular in the town, and like everybody knows him, and he's he's champ, he's rock. The difference is Daniel Larusso though was kind of he got to get taken down a peg, dude, by Johnny. You know? Oh he sure, was, yeah. He was like the king of Encino type vibe, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnny was like, nah, bro, you're still that little scrawny guy. Forget it. I love it. I love it. So uh, 
Speaking of Adrian's, Nick says, you know, the place looks really nice. Great. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, great, Nick. Nick. This, is uh, Yelp, Rocky... a, this reminds me of a Yelp review. Great observation. <laughs> my, time, my time my mom left a Yelp review for a church and said, nice parking. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Rocky lets his old opponent, Spider Rico, eat there for free. Marked out for Spider Rico. That was fun. Uh, another, spends... an, uh, another thing that I don't like about little moments like that is it's clear this isn't Spider Rico's first time here. But the fact that Polly sees him, he's like, didn't you knock him out? Like, come on. You got to assume he's always here. You got to assume Polly's yeah. also here, too. Like, it, See, we didn't need little dumb things like that. Polly is not a good eyewitness, Andy. So he's going to repeat things every now and then, okay? You're totally right. Yeah, he, he's probably seen him at least 20 times before. <laughs> didn't you knock him out? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, Polly, I told you. Yeah, I knocked him out, Polly. Uh, Rocky spends How is your brain worse than mine? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rocky spends the evening entertaining his patrons with stories of his battle with the legendary Apollo Creed, but it seems like everyone's heard them before. Over at Mason Dixon's house, Mason heads to his car to watch a DVD of his last fight, and we get that he's not super happy. <laughs> Tim, if Andy had a DVD player in his car, how bad would we dunk on him? <laughs> what is he doing <laughs> robert calls the restaurant to tell his pop he's bailing on the night which is tough for rocky especially when you realize that he's going to spend the entire night retracing the steps of his first date with adrian he and polly look in the pet store and then pay their respects to mix jim rocky this place is falling apart polly says the whole world's falling apart rocky says you ever notice if you stay in a place long enough you become that place oh Good oh, damn. Good fucking line. Oh, like, who, like, who, like, who wrote this? You did some? You did? You, dude, he <laughs> wrote his ass off for some of the lines in this movie. Like, he some was like, I, I, I got something to say. And well, he, I mean, yeah. even we get those Rockyisms uh, mm -hmm. early on that I kind of missed throughout some of the later Stallone movies. But when he's talking to his son and being like, Hey, with all with all the numbers, just get an eraser, erase them numbers, you know, like just talk, trying to talk shop and talk business and kind of giving his cute little it, like this is how I see your kind mm -hmm. of work being like, I don't know. That's the that's the personable stuff that I've missed in a lot of these other uh, movies, the past ones. I would have to give a shout out to as well as he actually wrote Polly really well in this movie. I feel like Polly was more used as a, not a, not a voice of reason. Well, sometimes he would give some wise words, but he was more of just someone to bounce off of, kind of like a Greek chorus. And every now and then he would say like the perfect thing, and he would even though he still, every once in a while something racist. Yes, I'm saying he's a dirtbag. He's still a dirtbag, but I still think Polly was very especially in this the next upcoming scene he was like it was all it was good for you it wasn't good for me i treated her bad like i really felt that i think i thought i think burt young nailed a couple of lines that he needed to nail in this movie mm -hmm. yeah i agree uh they pay a visit to rocky's old stoop where he invited adrian in at the end of their date after that they head over to the ice rink or <laughs> Wait, what's left of it I wanted, I wanted to say it was like i felt like you'd be like mom he's outside again like, <laughs> people inside, just like, every year he's outside uh the site's been torn down but that doesn't stop rocky from telling polly about running besides adrian and catching her when she fell on the ice Polly tells him he said the same thing last year, but Rocky isn't swayed. Polly tells Rocky he can't live in the past anymore. Polly resents himself. The trip down memory lane may be good for Rocky, but Polly knows he treated his sister poorly, and the anniversary of her death brings up only regrets for him. Very well mm. handled. Very well uh, handled. Rocky heads to his old bar, and the bartender pays her respects to Adrian. Turns out this is the same kid that Rocky told to get her life together and stop smoking back in the original Rocky, Little Marie. 
Tim, oh, man. at this point, does a part of you think Rocky's going to train little Marie to be the next <laughs> champ? I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real. I did weigh the option of that. No I shot. was like, what is going on here? Because I will say, I thought for probably, what, movie three in a row at this point, it feels like mm-hmm. there's no chance Stallone's fighting in this movie. I was like, there's no way. There's just no way. We know too much. I can't believe he did it. I can't believe he actually got in that damn ring. But I thought at this point that the girl talking shit to him was going to keep talking shit as she walked away, leave the building and continue to talk shit, be four blocks away and continue to talk shit. Like she just kept on like, you suck. And she just kept on walking further and further away. And I just imagined like if they kept on escalating and she's like two miles away, like, you don't know me though. I, I, I remember watching this in the movie theaters and I was like, I hate this. I hated Little Marie. I felt like it was unwanted fan service. I was like anybody but Little Marie. It, I no one cared about Little Marie, and I, I'd rather have one of your favorite news stories playing on it, telling about, uh, you know, like I'd rather have her running for mayor and be like, that would be that fan service. Like, oh yeah, hey, Little Marie run for mayor. All right, I, t- I turn her life around. Like, they, like that's what I would. <laughs> I'd rather have that than her to be sort of like romantic. Not. I'll get to this later. But it's like it's not a real romantically involved Rocky, but it feels weird that but he kissed her on the lips. You yeah. know, it's like it, there, there's just certain things where it's I like, oh, like it. Stallone, you fucked that up, man. The, like, uh, yeah. I, it felt like old Hollywood, like where your leading man needs to find a romantic something, right? It needed him to have someone to to love. But I was like, dude, you already love this Adrian, like the the presence of age, like that. Yeah, is enough, but. I hated it. How long and had it been since Adrian passed? I think no. They said how what the anniversary was. It was on her gravestone. I don't remember, but I I, I want to guess it's like at least fresh, maybe three years. Because he said we've done this before twice, three years. I think it's like fourth year. Uh, yeah, guess. just like like if I'm doing a director's cut, just remove any semblance of romance out of it. I mm-hmm. straight. Up. I don't need it. It's and I didn't think we were gonna go there. I legitimately thought it was going to be this sort of. Friend. not fatherly figure but hey remember me from back in the day i helped you and then like when he drops you off of the house and he puts the light bulb in and he's like little marie let there be light and i was like oh okay this is gonna be like a fatherly cute thing this is adorable and like he's he has this grandson now that w- of her son and oh that's your son well my son is like what your age maybe younger like mm-hmm. and so i don't know like i i didn't think they were gonna go there and then they did and it sucked yeah and and it sucks because i like and to your point even it's like i like that this setup and it had such a, a great setup to it didn't even need to be a father-daughter relationship it's a community relationship right yes like we yeah. we know that yeah. rocky means so much to the city and like him fixing the light and stuff it's like i like they, they it was just good of just rocky being a positive presence in the community and like right. oh they just took it too far i i, uh, I, I what are the I, other, I, go for it i was gonna, i was gonna say like i i now that we're talking about that kiss i was just like i hated it but then like for some reason this watch through I felt like it was more of a friendly kiss and I don't know, like, but then when they were in the fight and it would always zoom in on her and then the exchanges of looks, it felt different. Like, so I think if they would have had a rewrite and they just made it the way you said it to him, I think I would have been like, would have been mint. Uh, one of the other patrons, Angie, comes over and gives Rocky a hard time. Rocky offers Maria a ride home, but he's interrupted by Angie. Wait, did he say boyfriend. Angie or Andy? It says Angie. It says Angie here. I think you the guy insults to write Andy. <laughs> the guy insults Marie. 
Uh, she says, it's all right, Rocky. And Rocky says, no, Lil Marie, it ain't all right. It ain't all right. <laughs> like, I just love that he keeps calling her Lil Marie. Um, <clears throat> uh, Rocky roughs the guy up and makes him apologize. I wish sometimes Andy would stand up for me when Greg starts making fun of me for being, quote, the best talent here at Kind of Funny. What's <laughs> <Mason, laughs> <on> edibles? <laughs> Mason heads really to his old Mason heads to his old gym to reconnect with his old trainer, whom he fired. Rocky walks Marie to the door, and they see Marie's kid and his friend hanging outside. And Rocky ignorantly assumes the white kid is Marie's. Rocky invites them both to eat at Adrian's. Uh, Mason reconnects with his old trainer, who tells him he needs to be tested. He tells him he, to keep looking for a baptism under fire. Only then will he get the only respect anyone ever needed self-respect mm -hmm. i like mason he's not a one-dimensional villain he's just a good fighter who knows he's been fighting paper champs spider rico insists on doing dishes for his meals and marie and her son show up for dinner uh robert and his douchebag friends drink at a bar while oh, the wait. killers plays in the background okay that's what i wanted to get to somebody told me about the killers where do we rank that song as a bar song i think it's pretty high up there i mean I used oh to work yeah no that's for two years it comes on something you could ignore it and you still vibe with it, but you could sing with it and have a good time with it, you know? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a multi-purpose song for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And one thing as well is his buddies, we never get to know their names, but they do a phenomenal job being annoying. I think yeah, well, for sure. Baby, yeah. baby Rocky. Yeah, baby Rocky. Rocky yeah, yeah, yeah. Rocky Jr. This all that guy. stuff pretty damn relatable and like like I don't know. All that stuff just made sense to me absolutely yeah and one, one thing as well is we're going to go back to antonio and tarver saying that this is where they're hiding him really well they give all the important lines to his trainer right and mm. uh, antonio and tarver just looks at him the thing of like as someone that studies acting i feel like there's no there's nothing behind antonio and tarver's eyes sometimes when he's looking at somebody and he's just looking he's trying to figure out what trying he to remember to his next. lines right maybe. he's trying to either remember mm. his lines or remember what he's trying to do next or what kind of emotion to emote where if he would have, he would just be more present in the moment with this, this whoever plays this trainer is a phenomenal actor and he's doing such a good job too. Um, but shout out to all the trainers in this movie. Like Duke, dude, he's oh, amazing. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, Antonio Tarver, this is where I think they limited him. They understood like, oh, okay, maybe he's not the best of actors. Let's, let's, he's like, they realized their mistake in Tommy Gunn by, oh man, hey, man I'm out here. Bro. <laughs> Only in America. Like they limit him. They, to say okay let's not give him all these kinds of lines like we did tommy let's go ahead and just chill with antonio uh robert and his douchebag friends drink at the bar while the killers plays in the background again mm. such a 2006 moment i i appreciated it uh they watch a news report and a simulation of rocky fighting mason uh <laughs> nick says i played fight night once tim everyone please tweet at tim and tell him that he's proud of me man <laughs> the computer secular the, the computer simulation is advanced for 1992, lol. Oh, <laughs> fucking Christ. <laughs> Rocky meets Dixon and Milo Ventimiglia's hair is fantastic. Tim, at no time did I or will I look up how to spell quote V E N T I M E G G G L I O O O O or Hayden Pantanarelli's last name. <laughs> that is spelled quote. P E N E T I E R E E E I I I E I S S S. I'm better than that. That's some Andy ass energy. Save the cheerleader. Take the cannoli. God, what is he doing? I don't even know what he's <laughs> saying. <laughs> he, 
Oh I, my I feel God. like we fed an AI computer all of Nick's plots. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what this we, is what this we is have. a manifesto. <laughs> yeah. This is a cry for help. Well, the, the thing I want to uh, just to pull it back into Rock Balboa, I do think the movie's execution in montages is a lot better because it's not like so invasive. Like they do a lot of like hints of here we'll show this, we'll, like in the, in the ESPN little package, they show all the different flights of Rocky. I'm like, cool, dude. That's a really natural, organic way of introducing the past versus in the previous Rocky, like in Rocky Four, it would hard stop and let's just show the footage as is. At least there's a little bit of artistry behind this montages in Rocky Six. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rocky offers Steps a job. I love his name, Steps. Uh, and Marie wants to know why he's being so nice. Rocky clarifies that he's not trying to come on to her. Turns out he just wants to be nice and he's lonely. I think hanging out with your kid would be nice. Rocky takes Steps to the pound to pick out a dog and they name it Punchy. If I had a dog, I would name it Andy. So when it designed bad-looking shoes, I could say bad Andy. Dumb shoes, Andy. I'm sorry, Andy. I'm sorry. <laughs> For a second there, I thought he was saying I'm sorry, but it was you. Wait. No, it was me. It was, it was Tim. Me. That yeah. was me. Not Nick. Okay. Wait, I thought the rule in kind of funny was you're allowed to talk mess about people when they're not here. Not when you're not here, you could talk mess about everybody that is here. <laughs> Nick is <laughs> yeah, but Nick is Nick is like the ostrich that digs his head in the hole and thinks that nobody can see him because he can't see them. <laughs> like John Cena. Oh my God, Andy. That's so fucking funny. Uh Polly's still working at Shamrock Meats, tells Rocky <laughs> that people are still talking about that simulated fight. He calls Cartoon Rocky's fight. dog ugly. Yeah. Uh wait till he sees Andy's shoes. Booyah. Damn. Okay. <laughs> fuck damn. God fuck. <laughs> I hate him. Oh, he wrote God. booyah. He wrote booyah. <laughs> um Polly's super racist towards steps, shocker, and Spider Rico is full on working at Adrian's now. Rocky watches as the media dunks on him. Kids, this is why you never listen to dipshits on TV. It's much better to listen to dipshits on YouTube. <laughs> Rocky pays Robert a late night visit and tells him he wants to get back in the ring, but Robert tries to talk him out of it. He knows, he doesn't know what his father wants from him. Rocky says, I just want us to get involved, you know, like home team. And I was like, oh, hey, he that said got me. the thing. He said the thing. That's, uh, that Polly thinks Rocky is crazy too, but Rocky knows he still has some stuff left in the basement. Are you mad because Adrian left you? She didn't leave. She, she died. Died. You know, sometimes oh. it's hard to breathe. I feel like this beast inside of me. I just never know it was supposed to be this hard. Oh, come on. It's poetic. You loved dude. her so much, man. It's he, he oh. did. And and this movie shows how much you talked about the the the, the chair and the tree, the constant use of the roses, her her gravestone, clean, immaculate. You know, he takes care of it. So it's that that to me, what when I talked about the opening of this review, is like this scene to me cemented how great of an actor Stallone can be. And when he wants to be, he could he could reach down to it. Because we got to remember, dude, Stallone wanted this life. Just like how kind of funny he wanted to break away from IG. And Stallone wanted to be an actor. He knew that that was his calling. He wrote this movie's Rocky one, and he did not want to give it to anybody. He wanted to be Rocky Balboa. And for him to say, like, and remember, everything's a reflection. He still has he still has it in him, and then he goes on to do the Expendables, and then he goes on to do Rambo, and he's like he relaunches. Basically, this is a soft reboot to his career. Yeah, I know Nick talks about the 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 what is it Millennium films that he does and the low budget. Yes, he does a lot of DVD straight to DVD. Uh, I haven't seen his new movie. The was it Samaritan? I haven't seen that one yet, but apparently it's the number one movie on Prime. Um, 
but it's so interesting to see that this was a great renaissance of Stallone and the action star. And if you do Expendables in review, that movie is so that franchise is so crazy. Um, but I, I this is the movie. This is the scene to me that kind of said like this is a really good movie. Rocky asked Polly to help him train, but Polly reminds him of something he said at the beginning of the movie. If you stay in one place long enough, you become that place. Nick is 100% Starbucks now. You can milk him for coffee, Andy, and it comes out unsweetened and strong. Why strong? <laughs> I, I love how this review is like please, sentimental. Please, please edit that out. Please, please edit that out. Please. I'll write down the time code. I'll, I'll handle it. It's like sentimental thoughts for me if it dunking Andy like 10 seconds. <laughs> Rocky applies to the boxing commission, and although by some miracle, the irreversible brain damage he suffered after his fight with Drago has healed itself, they deny him his application because he's old as shit. Rocky reminds them about the Bill of Rights and the Pursuit of Happiness, one of which was a great Will Smith movie. <laughs> Rocky says it a lot of words Nick. here, and Nick. none of them make sense except the following. The older I get, the more I gotta leave behind. That's life. The only thing I'm asking for you to leave on the table is what's right, he goes on to say. Andy, it's not a wig. It's something scarier, something more insidious. Hair plugs. Robert gets the news that Rocky got his license. Dixon's people talk him into fighting Rocky because nobody cares about him or any of his upcoming fights. His manager tells him, don't look at me like I'm messing with your legacy. Every jock thinks they got a legacy. A legacy is what you get instead of getting paid. Dixon tells his team he's going back to Martin's gym. Rocky stops by Marie's to offer her the hostess job, and she tells him to drop it because she doesn't believe in herself. When was the last time you went dancing? Because you're dancing around all these problems right now. That shade of pink doesn't work on that shoe. It makes you look like you stepped out of a Ring Fit Adventure commercial, Andy. God, <laughs> just when I think it's over, it just comes right back, dude. <laughs> Polly gets laid off in the meat plant the next day, probably because he sucks. <laughs> no, it's not because he sucks. He's like, yo, we saw you painting on work hours. He's just sitting there painting this. Oh, my God. <laughs> Like, like, that was weird. Yeah. That was fucking weird for Paulie. Well, that's why he got fired. I mean, then he comes to this uh, restaurant with like five or six paintings. So clearly, they saw him on the cameras. This man is, I don't know what are you doing. You're just sitting there and amongst his meats painting. <laughs> he's yeah. like, he, he wants peace now. He's in the later stages. But he's he's like Bilbo knowing that he's going to die. <laughs> and he's like, you know, I'm just going to go write my book. <laughs> maybe he was quiet quitting, as they say. But one thing that was sad, going back to a little bit, because I know like Nick's plot is just like literally fast forwarding through everything. But having Stallone go to Polly, be like, hey, you want to uh, stop by train? And for Polly to say no, remember this yeah. entire franchise – Paulie was begging Rocky, let me be the Give one to job. Give me Give a me job. Give me a job. Yeah. Give me a job. And then for it just shows you how lonely Stallone was that even Paulie said no, didn't want to see him train. Like that was just like that takes me back to Rocky One when he was like, I'll train by myself. I will, I'll do it alone. I'll be alone. Like I'll do it. I'll do it all by myself. And then he reached out to Mick. So it just shows you like where the character is that he's literally at rock bottom. But he's still trying to do his thing. And the line that I want to talk about was at the thing. He's like, I'm, he's like, well, you're referring to the pursuit of happiness. Well, I'm pursuing something no one's happy about it, you know? Yeah, it was great. Great line. Great line. Another Rockyism. It's a, another mm-hmm. Rockyism. And that's what I was talking about. It's what I like about this movie is you see hints of different franchises in it. I mean, different movies in it. And that was the Rocky Four. If you can change, I can change. We all can change. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see. Polly gets laid off because he sucks. Polly shows up to Adrian's uh, 
belligerent. He's carrying a side of beef and some really bad art. He tells Rocky it takes guts to climb back into the ring. <coughs> Polly says, you're going to do all right. Rocky says, how do you know? Polly says, that's stuff in the basement, which is tough. Like, one day we're talking about that. I was like, I don't know if I like it. And then when it got came back here, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I love it. It turns out I love it. Uh, mm-hmm. Mason's manager stopped by for dinner and to pitch Rocky on making an exhibition fight with Dixon. Rocky was thinking more like a smaller fight, one where the heavyweight champ doesn't murder him. Go for it. <laughs> I thought that the other dude, not the guy, the guy with the no hair, I thought that was a guy from Ant-Man. What was his name? What was the guy? The wasp? Cross. Cross. Yeah, Cross. I thought it Yellow was Cross. Jacket. My least yeah. favorite. Your least favorite and MCU villain. My least favorite villain. MCU villain ever. And I sat there. I was like, oh, Eddie's going to hate it. Then I was like, no, it's not him. <laughs> uh, Rocky was thinking more like a smaller fight, like I just said. Uh, Mary Marie tells Rocky to take the opportunity. Why not? This movie's long enough already. Just get to the training montage. And for God's sake, bring back Duke. At the press conference, a reporter asks if Rocky thinks he has a chance, but Duke answers for him. A puncher always has a chance. This fight will be competitive. Did you pop? God did you pop Duke him? Being back. Did you oh, pop him? So so hard. Every use of Duke in this movie, I was just like, yeah, yeah, man. They they nailed it. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Uh, Mason gets cocky and storms out. Not exactly the crowning example of a champ. Robert stops by the restaurant to talk Rocky out of the fight. He's worried everyone will think they're both jokes, and he's tired of living under the shadow of the Balboa legacy. Rocky breaks it down for his son. Let me tell you something you already know. The world isn't all sunshine and rainbows. Nobody's going to get hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Rocky tells his son that until he starts believing in himself. That's the speech, by the way. That's the speech. That's the speech that I mentioned that my favorite band, Coheed and Cambria, would come out to. As that speech is going on, there's like pumped up music in the back. That was like the that's the intro song where they would run out on stage. It was so fucking hype. (laughs) It's incredible. Honestly, this this might be one of my favorite movie speeches, period. It it's is so, so poignant. It's so much, so, so well great delivery. The gr- delivery yeah. is fantastic too. I, I love the way it starts. It's like I remember when I used to hold you up. I used to, this guy, this boy, he's, he's gonna be. This kid used to be somebody. He's gonna be the best. And when 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 you have a son, I okay, just to just to get into some stuff here. So when I had a daughter, I was happy and I wanted to have more daughters. I didn't want to have a son. Because just the way fathers and sons, sometimes they don't, we don't mix well, right? So when I had my son, and then I realized the bond between the father and son, it's special. And seeing Stallone talk about that bond, when that moment, he's like, I held him up in, your, in my hand, and I said, this, son, this guy's going to be somebody. And so I related, because now, remember, when I first watched this 2006, I was just a guy out of college, in college. And now watching it now, and in review, with the son and a daughter and a father as a father it felt it hit harder and if it, it hit really hard because like we are going through so much stuff like even like every day like we've gone through so much and especially surviving a pandemic and hearing stallone's words go like dude it's not about you're gonna get hit and it's just about how hard you keep pushing forward like that to me is one of those speeches that will always always get you through some stuff and considering that we, you know you don't know what life is going to throw at you you could be the best of what you do you could be the best reviewer or podcaster but for stallone to say that it's not about how good you are it's just life's going to hit you really hard it's going to put you down on your knees and it could keep you there if you let it 
It's all about standing back up. And that right there, and he's like, it's not about pointing your fingers at her or him. And no, that ain't you. You're better than that. Like, dude, so good, man. And that's what that's what I think I, one of these movies is we talk about the Rocky formula. That was like the missing piece of yep. every single movie is this right here. This side of Rocky, the veteran, the warrior who's been through it all, who's lived through life, who's seen the life's ugliness, who's had his wife in a coma, who's literally gone to war, sort of metaphorically. <laughs> who's going who's gonna to distill the wisdom like Mickey would back in the yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. And I think Stallone, again, nails this part and this is why he should have been the best actor granted philip seymour hoffman and capote okay <laughs> i get it i get it but salon yeah. you deserved it man here's no, the thing man. like i i feel like i could relate to that sancho maybe in the year 2080 when i have a robot and i go back and watch that rocky i'm like ah oh, this yeah. now i have a robot <laughs> now i know what this is I like you it. know <laughs> Now this this speech was incredibly special, incredibly powerful, and I think Stallone like performed the hell out of it. And uh, we've talked a lot in this um, series about like when's it more Stallone, when's it more Rocky, where's it kind of a little bit of both. And I feel like when it's a little bit of both, and you still kind of get the pure Rocky at the same time, that's when it's the best. Uh, but I think that this one did such a good job of having him be showing how incredibly insightful and intelligent rocky is despite being conventionally stupid and right. they like you know from the they've shown us that in the uh in the franchise so far right yes. and like, like to go from him not being able to read to giving this speech i think is is a, a very 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 powerful thing that is earned beyond anything and he's used like every every time people insult him he's like eh, you know he shrugs it off but then he's like it did it really did infect me like like when he says like all these things people say to me about uh the reporters and or the pun the the pundits about him as a boxer and he's like he oh. like shrugged it off he's like it doesn't hurt me but there's a there's a there's a real sophisticated human being inside this big tank you know this mm -hmm. italian tank as mickey would say uh rocky tells his son that until he starts believing himself he's not gonna have a life the next day robert comes to visit his mom's grave where he finds rocky he tells his father that he quit his job right now i'd rather be with you it's been a long time since i've seen a fight i'm gonna be real this is kind of like all right this is a fucking movie like you just followed <laughs> up an amazing scene with some convenient ass bullshit but you know what i will let it ride at uh, least time... it didn't happen the same scene like it did in rocky five he was like okay, yeah dad we're a team player <laughs> yeah uh time to head to the gym where dupe will now perform the greatest speech ever recorded on film what we'll be calling on is good old-fashioned blunt force trauma horsepower oh, okay. heavy duty cast iron pile driving punches that will have to hurt so much They'll rattle his ancestors. Every time you hit him with a shot, it's going to feel like he tried kissing the express train. He cracks his neck. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start building some hurting bombs. It's montage time, baby. Love this version to get a fly now. Sounds like the original, but has a nasty trumpet solo in it. Let's just stop right here, y'all. This was incredible. Duke giving the speech, the intensity looking at the camera. We get the theme, we get the like the OG, but just on steroids a bit, right? Like we're just getting this thing. We're seeing all the iconic Philly moments that we've seen at this point 10 fucking times. But he's old, he has the dog, he's running with the dog. He's not quite going as hard as we've seen him go before, but that is okay because we're just seeing him celebrate his career, his legacy, everything going on. 
I loved this montage. I thought it was so well done, and I had chills absolutely the entire time. So where is it on the full Monty then? You know, where do we got? Andy, hit me with the full Monty. Monty, Monty, here's the full Monty. Currently, number one, we have a tie between Rocky 2 and Rocky 4. At number two, we have a tie between Rocky 3 and Rocky 1. And at number three, we have Rocky 5. I am going to give this extra points with what Nick mentioned, that the, the song felt like the extended version of the song. And it had kind of a different breakdown later on that just it went off and it it went off. It went it went perfectly with the visuals as well. Like they were so perfectly in tandem with one another. Um, can you read the ranking one more time? It is two and four and then one and three and then five. I'm going to put this. Above. Uh, one. So I agree with you. I agree with you. I think that this this now would take the number two spot, yeah. pushing down one and three. Absolutely. Okay. I like that. I like that. I when when this when I first saw it, I hated the dog. <laughs> I was like, why? Really? But then, but then I thought of you, Tim. And I was like, I, I could see Tim doing this because it, it, it makes sense. But then I thought about that's what that's what old people do sometimes. They just oh, yeah. dress up their dogs like them and they go out. And it made so much sense for like after being with Stallone for so many years. I was like, it makes sense. Like he would do this. He would think it's fun. He would be thinking it was a great conversation starter. He probably has a couple of jokes written about the dog punch. Yeah, yeah. Punch, he just, yeah, he's training with me. But um, the one thing that I liked about this montage that not all the other montages had, it had a little bit of comedic moments in it. You know, Paulie getting the chalk all over him and then like all yeah, that happening. Cute. There was a couple of moments I was like, hey, you know what, Paulie, you're not so bad after all. But uh, I, I would agree. I think it's a lot better than than one. Remember, one was guerrilla style. One, mm-hmm. they didn't have no 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 permits to do. And three, we we they had all the thighs. They had all the listening thighs on, on Venice Beach. But I think in the context as a montage, it is not just a montage for formula's sake. It's a montage because it actually means something. And at the same time, yes, it fits the formula of Rocky, but it just feels so good to be in this moment, to return to it, mm-hmm. rightfully so. Because last time we got a montage, it was Tommy the Gun, and we didn't want it, but we got <laughs> it. <laughs> so I feel like this montage it definitely has aged like fine wine, so I'll put it to as well. Yeah, uh, Nick Nick puts it at last, uh, but I think he just got confused. He was doing a lot because he just said, was there one in this? All they could get stolen to do was a clean and jerk dead last. Although in his plot, he he praised it. So it's, you know, com- conflicting Nick stuff. But um, I I will say about this when it comes to the dog stuff, like we had the dog in Rocky one, right? Like he had his, his little Buckus. boy with him. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but I like it coming like a, a new dog here. And with the theme of this movie really kind of being loneliness, right? Of a, mm-hmm. of, of a man in his older age, like, and the companionship that he found with Punchy, I I really that hit I, me hard. I, I enjoyed that. I thought that I needed more that him there. running up with him was great because again, every montage we've ever seen in a Rocky movie has been Rocky pushing himself to a limit that he probably like it, it's just beyond human, right? right? I liked that this one wasn't. This was him just doing it, just getting the job done, and like having that companionship with him. I thought it was really meaningful. Uh, mm. So there we go. Number two. I wanted those same KGB guys to be like trailing him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, where are we in this beautiful plot here? All right. So here we go. Montage time. Fight night for the first time in Rocky's yes. career. He weighs within five pounds of his opponent instead of 300 pounds lighter. 
Dixon pulls Rocky aside and tells him he'll do his best to carry Rocky, but if the old man cheap shots him, he'll destroy Rocky. Dixon says it's already over. Rocky, ain't nothing over till it's over. Dixon, what's that from? The 80s? Rocky, it's probably from the 70s. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. they committed. This is so dumb, but I fucking love it because they committed that hard. Later that night, Marie brings Rocky a picture of Adrian to keep him safe. She thanks him for helping her and her son out. Tomorrow, you're going to prove that the last thing to age on someone is their heart. And I was like, God damn, Stallone. You wrote the shit out of this movie. Uh, the next day, Jim Lampy and Larry Merchant do the pre-fight presentation as Spider-Rico says a prayer for Rocky in the locker room. On the way to the ring, Polly pulls Rocky aside one more time and tells him to get everything out of his system tonight for once and for all. Rocky comes well, out to Frank's... Go for I was, it. I was going to say, um, going back to it, the HBO presentation of this sold this whole thing for me. Oh, I like so and, To echo what Andy said... Uh, having Jim Lampley and Larry Merchant and uh, Andy, who was the third? Max Kellerman. Max yeah. Kellerman is like the is like a boxing. He's like one of the best in, analysts out there for boxing. Like when they showed the like the when he goes, Jim Lampley was like the city of Las Vegas. I was like, oh okay, this is where they're going. And it shows the Mandalay Bay, and the graphic package comes in, and it shows Stallone, and then it shows Antonio Tarver or Mason, Mason the line Dixon. And then at the same time, I know we're going to get into it. But he will probably sit in review, but it has. Michael Buffer, like like the whole package. I know that Stallone won it, and even at the same time, they didn't choreograph this fight. It was actually them throwing punches at each other. Oh, really? Yeah, that's why. Like the moments where Stallone hits his gloves together and he's frustrated, it's Stallone being frustrated that he can't get Antonio Tarver because he's just that he's a world class champion, a multiple time champion in different weight classes as well. So I... when, yeah. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, so, so like this whole entire presentation felt better. And I like that it's only for a little bit. And then we get into the actual Rocky type way of presenting the fight. But having Jim Lampley and Larry Merchant and Max Kellerman solidified how at first I thought, I hate that they're bringing Rocky into the real world. But Rocky has always been a part of the real world because remember Smoking Joe Frazier walked in and introduced himself and before mm -hmm. Apollo and Rocky fought. So he's always been in our world. So just to have him in our world in a media way really sold the fight for me. And I appreciate, I, I think it added to the realism of all <laughs> of it as well. Like it just felt like you were watching a fight and it had that intensity. And I think that carried those early rounds a lot. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. we, we know what's going to happen. We, we, we know the formula. We know how these are going to go. Like there's not going to be a knockout in the first round. And I think just the way that it was framed and shot because they were just using like broadcast cameras. And I love I, I guess I always hate it whenever I watch sports movies and um, the football fields like super dark or the basketball courts like super dark. And it feels like this feels like a movie. This doesn't feel like I'm watching an actual sports event. Mm -hmm. Like there there's no filmic lighting in any of this, except for like a lot of the green screen moments where you could see like, right. The crowd they had to do reshoots and you see the crowd kind of behind a Stallone and stuff Looking like a street fighter. See? Yeah. Yeah. There's like there, there's like a lot of moments where the green screen stuff, uh, they have like that sort of bloom soft edge around them that isn't done super great. Uh, it's kind of noticeable in some spots, but I just love that it is like they didn't really make any concessions to make this look like a movie in those early parts obviously when it starts to get very filmic near the end and we get like the 
the black and white with just the red blood showing all those little sort of artistic Nike commercials. I yeah, yeah, it kind of it it becomes like more dramatized later on. But yeah, I just love that this feels like a sports event and it felt intense because of that. Mm hmm. Yeah, Andy, uh, the note that I have like towards the end of this fight is that this is the Tim Gettys edit of this fight. They weren't actually supposed to hit publish on it, and Andy should have stopped him. Because <laughs> like they go way too hard. Like it is so stylistic. It is so obnoxiously over the top. And I fucking loved it, baby. Here's the thing, though. I've been wanting entrances. I've been wanting entrances the entire franchise, and they have let me down time and time again and we're mm -hmm. finally gonna get one it's vegas baby hbo presentation and rocky comes out and it's not rocky's theme and i was like boo i want a fucking <laughs> refund i hate this but then i realized it is high hopes by frank sinatra and all of a sudden i was like once again this movie proves that i'm a fucking idiot and the moment i don't like something in it i'm gonna end up loving it this was art i loved it him walking out to this song felt it this was the moment that the movie turned for me of just good feelings of like god damn i love rocky like fuck yeah i love but this it could have been he is awesome oh it could have been oh it could have been so many especially things, with like obviously like that that song doesn't exist in the real world but with as much as apollo kept on referencing it in part three like it could have <laughs> just been straight up eye of the tiger and that would have been just as hype too but i just love because oh. it, it was a different type of hype it, to me this it was the heartwarming it, hype where it it, it kind of cements this movie as that legacy thing right yeah. of like this is an exhibition match and like this is not hype rocky this is like kind of let's remember rocky you know we're introspective uh, here yeah. i feel that i feel that and it's interesting when a fighter a boxer because when i was watching this it reminded me of the times where my dad would buy pay-per-view and the whole family would come in and we watch a boxing fight especially Oscar De La Hoya, right? And Oscar De La Hoya always came out to some like mariachi music, like really like like North Mexican music, like hardcore mariachi. He wore the sombrero and he had that. And I felt that vibe when Stallone walked out with Frank Sinatra's music. So, and I like how Polly's like, Sinatra I love it <laughs> yeah no it's great they have fun with it uh and then uh Dixon comes out and it's a three six mafia song yeah. and I had one of those moments here where I was like I know this song so well I don't know the title I have never listened to it myself but for the last 15 years every single time I've gotten in the car with my friend James Burke he plays this song and I never realized, of course, it's from a Rocky movie. Of course, this fucking, what I think of as like the James Burke theme song is the Rocky Balboa opponent entrance theme song. But you know what? <laughs> you gotta fucking love it. Uh, Nick's comments start again here. Rocky mm. comes out to Frank Sinatra's High Hopes. Okay. And I think it's an interesting choice to shoot the entrances with TV cameras like a real fight. Kind of takes you out of it, but at least they don't shoot the majority of the fight this way. Oh, wait. Oh, no. Oh, no is what he writes oh get out of here nick get, get the, the fuck, fuck out, out of here it was yeah. so much better shot like this so much better michael buffer announces the fight how much did hbo pay for all of this Millions. let's get ready to rumble lapley calls the champ out for being in terrible shape but nobody calls rocky out for how incredibly dyed his hair is the bell rings and off we go rocky misses a bunch of haymakers but ends up landing a few blows to the body dixon punishes him for it and the round ends with a slugfest Dixon's trainer, Martin, tells Dixon to give the man a little respect. Rocky takes a thousand shots straight to the face. Classic Rocky fashion. Of course, and of course, of course. And not only, taking, not only taking shots to the face, Tim, he's taking shots to the body. 
Were they born, born in labs? Now it's time to rank those labs. Hey, what a segue there. That yeah, was, was good, good Andy. Yeah, what do you what do you gotta good. say about this about this man? What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rank This Abs. Nick's gone, so it's just us talking about these abs. Uh man, I don't know what sort of roids are pumping Stallone with. I mean, this dude is this dude is 50 plus and like these shots of him where he just like if you just google rocky balboa movie wallpaper there's a shot of him with the bloody eye and duke is behind him kind of like you know uh he's about to put his coat back on it looks like the match is over but good lord the definition on this old man is insane he still has those little side pockets of abs as well yeah just ripped as all hell it's yes. it's good. It's glorious. I mean, we all know Stallone had trouble during that time when he got stopped at the airport. Regardless, he looks phenomenal shape, and he looked great shape doing all his montaging. And I just think what what Nick is referring to is that he just his head looks just goofy. That's all. Like I mean, it's it's not a. It doesn't take me out of it. I maybe t- maybe Nick notices it. Maybe emphasizes on it. But if I would look like that, that Stallone at his age, I'm for it. It's Nick. It's Nick pointing out his own like mm. issues and yeah, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's always Nick projecting. You, you know, well, the one thing as we're here on rank these abs, this you know this is a nice little bookend to the entire franchise. Where would I rank this Stallone character? I still would have to knowing that it wasn't you know the best like the real true way of getting there. I th- I'll put it last. Because you got you got Lundgren, you had Carl Weathers, you got you got even uh, Clever Lane, uh, Mr. T, and even Rocky Four. I felt mm-hmm. like was much more. I mean, what percentage was it? Like point zero something? Yeah, like, it was insane. Wild stuff. It was wild stuff. So I, I would put it last, but out of respect. Yeah, there's no mm-hmm. out of respect yeah. of the others. I'm grading this on a massive curve still. Oh, like yeah. it is. Oh yeah. The age that we're talking about, uh, he looks incredible. So like whatever you're shooting yourself up with. Keep doing it, Sylvester. It's, it's Dragos, dude. <laughs> Dragos special stuff, dude. Uh, he pops back up and opts to continue after being knocked down. Dixon knocks him down again. They would definitely call it at this point. But Rocky pops up once again. Duke screams for Rocky to let it go. Dixon fires back hard and breaks his hand. Rocky goes to On work. His hip. He rips away at Dixon's body and puts him down with a massive blow to the kidney. Round two comes to a close and Merchant has the line of the night. Welcome to Rocky land. It's montage time and I'm glad we went back to filming this like a movie instead of an actual boxing match. It works way better in my opinion. Every round is all out war. Uh, I, I will say I liked it. I did like that they transitioned, though. Yes, I think that that's it, it, it like. kind of right. yeah, it made it. Oh, same. Yeah. I mean, same, yeah, same. it feels like two different parts. But again, like I think if you film the beginning of it, like the rest of the way the the match is sort of uh, played out, like mm-hmm. we there's no new elements there. We know that Rocky's going to get the shit beat out of him because he has to in order to come back and be victorious or be heroic at least. So like uh, the element of it, it just added to the intensity for me. I don't think it would have been as intense for me if it was shot like the rest of the movie is shot. Mm-hmm. I agree. Every round is all out war. There's a lot of flashbacks and black and white and slow-mo and that flash frame sound effect and pretty much everything the editor could think to throw at the screen to make this even remotely exciting. This is the bit that I was talking about that feels like a Tim Gettys edit that didn't get any uh, approvals. Uh, Uh, A lot of it is the music choices too, Tim. Like they're, they're using weird music that's kind of feels like 
I don't feels, know. It like feels that. like NFL films, right? Like 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 the Frozen Tundra in November. <laughs> no, but no, but that's like epic. Like that that stuff is epic. I'm talking like there's some music hits and music stings and and weird strings and odd uses of sounds that makes it feel like a suspense movie or yeah. like yeah. It, yeah, there's some weird moments here where it's like, oh, I don't know what they're trying to evoke from me right now. I don't <laughs> know either, but they did this. now. It, it, it evoked it for me. It worked. I, I don't know. Because, well, it transitions right out of it, so, like, I didn't mind it that much. But in those moments, I'm like, this is, uh, like, why do I feel like we're I know what watching is, the sept about to get exploded in Game yeah, of Thrones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know what you're talking about. I think what it is, it's like it wanted to put you inside the head of a boxer in a fight. How it feels like it's just visceral, right? You're like it wanted to give you the, that that feeling that when you when Rocky got hit, it like messed like it triggered a memory in his brain and it sent like the shockwave all over his memory. And it, it wanted to make you feel like you were just disoriented. And I, I feel that same vibe was like, like you felt like you're getting pummeled so that when it's all this chaos happening. So that when it gets into the end and everything slows down, like that's what I love about Rocky fights is that it always has this montage to make your heart rate go up and confuse you in Andy's case. Like, I guess a disorienting field does make right, sense. Yeah. Right. It's like what's happening here. But then it goes, goes, all right, last round. And then just the beat just goes, it just yeah. brings it in a little bit and slows it down. Maybe they have a stand up. And then when Rocky, like I mentioned, we're going to get to it. When Rocky goes down on that one knee. That is when, you realize you just been on this ride and the drop is about to happen. Yeah. We enter the final round and Robert tells his dad not to take any more chances. Than I hated he needs that. To. I hated got that. nothing left to prove. <laughs> like, like, like Duke was like, let me give you some much more. And he's like, wait, no, no, no. I need to talk. Okay. Dad, you don't have to do it yeah, anymore. Get, dad. Out here, <laughs> yeah, like, get out of here, Robert. I got to go out of the way. I got to go out one more round. Then we go home. Or I die. Uh, both boxers head to the center of the ring and touch gloves one more time. Dixon says, you're one crazy old man. And Rocky says, you'll get there. So sick. Uh, Rocky gets hit really hard and everything starts going flashy, flashy. He remembers his words to his son. It ain't how hard you can hit. It's about how you can get hit and keep moving forward. Uh, Rocky gets up off the mat for so the last high. time. Both men swing wildly at each other in a flurry of fists and blood. They blast each other as the final bell rings. Rocky tells Dixon, he's a great champ. You got heart. Buffer announces a split decision, 95-94 Dixon, 95-94 Balboa, 95-94 for the winner by split decision, Mason and Dixon. Stallone leaves the ring, doesn't even care. Nick writes, but it doesn't matter. Rocky's already halfway to the locker room when the decision is announced. He could care less. Everyone chants his name as he raises his hand in triumph. And honestly, it's an I'm incredible crying. moment. It's so perfect. They could have ended here and it would have been great, but they didn't. The next day, he stops by Adrian's grave to tell her one more time, yo, Adrian, we did it. And I burst into tears. They fucking did it. Yeah. They made me give a fuck about Adrian. Sure, they had to kill her for it to happen. But oh my God, this was incredible. What an end. What an end to the Rocky franchise. But guess what, everybody? It ain't over. 20 years later, we got Creed, baby. Creed and Creed 2, soon to be Creed 3. We are going to be reviewing those early next year. But... Before we get to that, we have some things to do here. Ragu Opo here. Hit me with the music, Andy. Do 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 Opo. Opo. There we go. Currently the list number one, Apollo from Creed 2. Number two, Drago from Creed 4. Number three, Apollo from Creed 1. Number four, Clubber Lang from 3. And number five, Tommy Gunn. Where do we put Mason? I'd put this above 
Clubber Lang. Really? Yeah. I go above Tommy Gunn. I'll go above Tommy Gunn, but I'm no, I don't. No, I don't. I put it under Tommy Gunn if I'm being completely honest. Really? Yeah. I I I think where and like I mentioned, Mason the Line Dixon is they hit him very well. You don't get much of him. I like his presence. I mean, Antonio Tarver never really was this like physical specimen. He was just this really quick, agile, big cat. Like he had the reach, he had the agility, he had the accuracy in his punch. That's what made him such a great fighter. But he never was like chiseled to like like uh, the Carl Weathers or the Longrins or the club. Granted, those guys are more movie boxers. This guy is a legit champion. This guy's like the real deal. So the thing I'm missing from him is that he didn't have any bite behind him, behind his bark. The, the reason why I have him as high is because I just appreciated they attempted something. True. Where true. with Clubber was just a bad guy to be a bad guy. And I was just, I, I needed a bit, a bit more there. Like they but at least attempted something with it. It's Mr. T though, Andy. It's like it's the <laughs> launched Mr. T career. He's a pity the fool. He's like, hey, hey there, woman. How would you be with a real man? <laughs> where Come where would on, you put dude. him, Sancho? You're the defining uh, vote here. I, I, would, I would definitely put him right, just right above uh, Tommy the Gun, though. Okay, that's exactly where Nick puts him, too. So that is the winning vote there. So we got Dixon. Uh, now, we got to hurry up here. Kev has to go get his car. So sorry okay. I'm rushing through this, but we got the final, final things here. Final fight hype. Currently, number one, we have Rocky Four. Number two, Rocky Two. Three, Rocky One. Four, Rocky Three. And five, Rocky Five. This is number one for me. I give it number one as well, simply because of the start of the sports. Like it really builds the hype really well. I give it number one as well. Nick puts it at dead last, but oh, he's fucking crazy. It's just the way wrong. it's all framed. The it's music good. is so hype. I cried it's like good. a fucking baby at the it. end of it. Yeah, they yeah, finally, they, they finally nailed it, and he had his own fucking Obi Wan moment. It was yeah. incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, now it's time to rank the Rocky movies. Currently, number one, Rocky two. Number two, Rocky one. Number three, Rocky three. Number four, Rocky four. And number five, Rocky five. Uh, let's start with Nick. Nick says, I'd put this right above Rocky five. I think it has a few nice heartfelt moments and it's nice to be with Rocky in his later years. I like the relationship between him and Marie, but I find myself wishing he had more time with Dixon so they could have actually meant something to each other. This might actually be the only Rocky movie I wish didn't end in a fight because the exhibition match is the only ridiculous part of an otherwise interesting retrospective on Rocky's life. I'd put this at number three underneath Rocky one. I, I just kind of respect two. Rocky one and two a bit too much. And I just love uh, Apollo Creed's presence. Tim, I go number two. I, I, go I think that uh, I love Rocky three. I love Rocky four. There's a lot of good in there. Um, but I, I think this is better than Rocky one. And it leaves I, a way better taste in your mouth. Ending as good as it does. Mm -hmm. I would put this at number two simply because of all the things I mentioned throughout this entire review. Stallone is at his best in this movie. The writing is at his best in this movie. Adrian's presence is still felt in this movie. Paulie's at his best in this movie. Uh, the fight in the end is at its best as well. It's not hokey. It's not cheesy. It fills both lines. The Like I mentioned, the formula of Rocky is executed well here, and the missing piece was Stallone's kind of speeches and his heartfelt writing and he nails every single speech that he needed to do in this movie he has those rockyisms that we have he's a part of philadelphia and it executes the feeling that it's not about winning it's about you you know you mm -hmm. going to testing yourself pushing yourself to the limit and it was wild to think that i would think this is better than rocky one but it just simply is rocky one just doesn't age well 
and it's limited by its budget. It's limited by, I appreciate where it is as a cinematic in an American history. And I understand people in the comments are not going to like that. Rocky one's not number one, but definitely Rocky Balboa in my eyes is number two. I love it. I think the speech alone secures that, but there we go. Currently number one, Rocky two, number two, Rocky Balboa, number three, Rocky one, number four, Rocky three, number five, Rocky four, number six, Rocky five. Sasha West, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, he will return to us uh with creed when we do that next year leading into creed West 3. Will return yes <sighs> love it love it and the final quick thing i want to say we are taking a week off of in review next week because of labor day so enjoy whatever movie you guys want to watch and have your own fun little in review with yourselves until next time i love you all goodbye keep on